0: This week on Jingle Jank, we relieve some holiday stress by looking at funny Christmas songs. This is an extremely popular genre, but it was work to find ones that feature good music and singing. So sit back and get ready to chuckle as we dive into funny Christmas songs. Welcome to Jingle Jank, the show where we find offbeat and obscure Christmas music on YouTube. I'm your host, Scott, joined as always by Jay. Jay, we're getting close to the big day.
1: I'm nervous, man. Really nervous. And I'll tell you why. I've been a little bit too invested in celebrating the holiday this year because of how desperately we need it in in 2020. And I think I have most of my shopping done, but I'm, I'm to understand, and you and I, we have a, a recent personal experience with this, but the postal system is a little bit, I won't blame the U.S. Postal Service. We'll just say the mail system's a little backed up. So I'm excited, man, but I got to make sure I get my you know what together because we're running out of time. I'm assuming you ordered everything online. Yeah, absolutely. Except there's one thing. My wife sent me a picture uh, a, a few weeks ago of this random street corner. I live in Southern California. It's kind of nondescript street corner. And I just sent back the typical like W. UT question mark. Like, what am I looking at here? It's just like, do I have to find all the places there's a street light? Like, what do you want me to do here? <laughs> <laughs> and it was some guy selling colored uh, flower pots a few blocks from where I live. So I have to find my way to navigate to where this picture exists in my city and buy these flower pots for her. But other than that, I think everything will be online.
0: The challenge of being music aficionados the way we are and having most everything being digital and streaming now, is you can't really give the gift of music.
1: Yeah, you know, what I've start, you know what I've turned to do that with is actually, and I think, you know, this is kind of maybe stupid, I'll say it out loud, but uh, buying vinyl, you know, and we still end up listening to it really through our digital sound, Sonos or whatever, but um, we've started to collect vinyl. And like, if you want some music that's really thoughtful, you want a whole album, we've been, we've been buying records.
0: Yeah, and I shared that with you this week that I've been printing out little album covers and putting a yeah. putting a an NFC tag on them so you can hold them to your phone and trigger Spotify or Apple Music so you still have that physical tangible experience of flipping through things. And that's been that's been a lot of fun. Maybe I'll give that to you for Christmas. Act surprised, okay? Yeah, I won't I won't I won't I I will pretend to be, but that's absolutely genius. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we have a little housekeeping. Today is episode 13 and we're recording on December 13th. I'm not a
1: Yeah, this is like we might create we might cause a singularity or something like the universe might implode on itself.
0: Yeah, it's like photocopying a mirror, don't do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We had some great feedback from listeners this week. Ray Rojas from the Christmas Carols and Sacred Music Facebook group wrote in to let us know he liked the Spooky Christmas Songs episode and he sent us a creepy men's chorus clip that was really really dark. Okay. Uh, nice find. Thank you Ray. We'll put a link in the show notes. Michael said he liked the Halloween episode. We featured the Wilhelm scream. Do you remember that, Jay, in the Halloween episode? Yes, the famous sound, right. He pointed out that it's also featured in the Star Wars movies. Most famously, in episode four, which is our first one, when a stormtrooper gets shot, they use that. It's actually used eight times in the trilogy. Really? Interesting. Well, Actually, not the trilogy. It's used eight times in the first six movies. Okay, cool. Pretty cool. Very cool. Sean from christmaspodcast.com pointed out that the Inner Circle band that we featured in the reggae episode, we never mentioned that they did the Bad Boys theme. Bad
2: Boys, Bad Boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you?
1: Bad boys. I cannot believe we missed this When You sent me the text about that. I mean, like, we deserve like, a gig for being on that one. Yeah. We should have known that.
0: Exactly, yeah. So, thank you, Sean. Um, I'm embarrassed that we missed that one. Uh, my co-worker who I'm not going to name, thought our edible Christmas tree advertisement from the last show was a real thing. <laughs> she congratulated me on the sponsorship, and that absolutely made my day. So I think I, we actually need yeah. to be a little more careful yeah. with our fake sponsorships, maybe, make make them a little more obvious, yeah. but we're not going to do that today either.
1: Yeah, we also need to get ourselves a, an IP attorney or something like that. Lock that down.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. In her defense, she thought they were mini trees right. and that made a lot more sense because like 68 pounds of broccoli in a six foot tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think she missed that part. She was probably vacuuming while she was listening or something. Uh, listener Alary sent us an Oak Ridge Boys album to check out. I think we're going to probably need to do a country episode at some point. Yeah. Can
1: you send me that? My my parents were really into the Oak Ridge Boys when we were, when we were kids. Don't ask me why.
0: I'll put a link to the show notes in there and, and, you know, we'll have to put a pin in that one for a future episode. Yeah. Jake from the Chardon Polka band emailed to share their album. I originally said, oh, I don't know about that, you know, because our show deals with offbeat and obscure and we get a lot of unsolicited emails from artists saying, hey, would you want to feature our music? And in some cases I don't, because I don't want to lump their music into the offbeat and obscure category. Right. But then I heard Jake on another uh, Christmas podcast, the Christmas Clatter podcast, and not only was he awesome, the clip of his music was really good. And I'm not a polka guy, but it was good. And then I went back and reread Jake's email, and he said in there that our mediocrity is surpassed only by our enthusiasm, and I was hooked. Yeah. So I emailed him and said, "Hey, why don't we do a bonus episode on your album?" And he agreed. So at some point, probably after the holidays, we will be doing that, and I'm really looking forward to it. And If you're not into polka... Open your mind. It, just enjoy it for what it is. It is actually amazing.
1: I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really glad you made the connection. And I, as you know, lived in Pennsylvania for a period of time uh, a few years ago. And Polka is very big in Pennsylvania. And there was a documentary or movie recently about this, The Polka King. Or I forget what it was called, but it was a, a really popular a, a story. And I'm, I'm, I can't wait to ask these guys if they know if they know about this. Great, man. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, we're going to geek out totally with Jake. and He's a funny dude. And it's, it's going to be really fun. And finally, listen, listener Juliet sent us several emails with some really great song suggestions. I believe in her emails, she said it was Thanksgiving weekend and she was trying to avoid her family. So I have visions of Juliet sitting in the closet of a (laughs) guest room somewhere emailing us. And it was really great. She had some awesome, awesome suggestions. So thank you, Juliet. Nice. Well, before we get going today, today's episode is brought to you by Bissell Ride-On Vacuums. Don't make mom spend the days after Christmas hunched over an upright vacuum trying to clean up all the fallen needles from your tree. Get her a Bissell Ride-On vacuum so she can do her thankless work in luxury. Prices start at $1,942 and all purchases between now and Christmas will receive a free cup holder upgrade. All right. Jay, we are going to do something that we've been looking forward to since we started, and that is funny Christmas songs. Yes. Yeah, I feel
1: like we earned this one.
0: Now, the danger of doing funny Christmas songs is a lot of the stuff out there is either A, very well-known, or B, completely tasteless. Neither of those are things that we traffic in here at Jingle Jank.
1: Yeah, I think you can find that for sure. We tried to tried to stay on the straight and narrow, and I think there are plenty. To, there's plenty to choose from in that category. There's some really funny stuff that's you know probably just over the line. Bob Bob Rivers is is quite popular and known for this, so definitely check out his catalog if you're looking for more of the um, Jingle Jank After Dark type uh, songs.
0: Why don't we start off today with a softball? The first song today is I Hate Christmas by Oscar the Grouch. And quick note, the views expressed by Oscar the Grouch are not necessarily those of the Jingle Jank podcast or its hosts.
2: I can't think of anything that's dumber To a grouch, Christmas is a bummer faces everywhere. Happiness is in the air. I'm telling you, it isn't fair. I hate Christmas. People load it with goodwill. Giving presents, what a thrill. That slushy nonsense makes me ill. I hate Christmas. I'd rather have a holiday like normal grouches do. Instead of getting presents, they take presents back from you. <laughs> Here comes Santa, girls and boys. So who needs that big red noise? I'll tell him where to leave his toys. I hate Christmas. And if you want the truth, I ain't so crazy about Easter and Labor Day either.
0: That was I Hate Christmas by Oscar the Grouch. Jay, what'd you think? I,
1: it reminds me of Christmas with, with my kids when they were still at the age that San, uh, Sesame Street was you know, uh, on constant rotation. As I've said before on the show, this was in you know, that, that Rubbermaid container full of DVDs or that giant case logic full of the discs. Yeah. It's in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, this is from the 1978 special Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. I was... In a very literal sense, raised on this every single year, probably since I was, I don't know, three or four, perhaps even earlier than I don't remember, we watch this. It's one of my mom's favorites. It's a great special. yeah, i I still watch it every year. I watch it, you know, my daughter watches it begrudgingly with me. She's now aware enough to know that it means a lot to me, so she watches it with me. It doesn't do much for her.
1: Yeah, I'm I, you know, I'm reminded of what a distinct voice uh, Oscar the Grouch has. And uh, I'm looking in the show notes here. Carol Spinney is the uh, apparently performance. I'm not sure if uh, and I I have to say he or she. I don't know. Um, He. It's a he.
0: Yeah. Carol Spinney was the voice of Oscar the Grouch, and I believe Big Bird and some others. I might be wrong on the Big Bird, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, he passed away last year. Oh, wow. Okay, that's too bad. The soundtrack from this special was nominated for a Grammy Award. It didn't win, but it was nominated. I believe it. If you want the song in the context of the special, there are versions on YouTube you can find. Okay. The clip I took today was from the soundtrack, not from the special. But you can find the special on YouTube as well. It's really cute, and I just thought we'd start with something easy and fun today.
1: Yeah, and I know we we direct our listeners to YouTube, but I think you might be able to you might be able to get this through PBS.org too. there. Um, but uh, don't quote me on that. I'll have to double check.
0: Yeah, there's lots of places you you can find Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. You can find the soundtrack separately. It's pretty available. The second song today is much, much different. This is The Seasons Upon Us by Dropkick Murphys.
2: Some families are messed up while
0: others are fine. If you think yours is crazy, well, you should
2: see mine. Snowballs. I'd like to take them out back and deck them more than the halls. With family like this, I would have to confess I'd be better off lonely, distraught, and depressed. The seasons are.
0: That was The Seasons Upon Us by Dropkick Murphys. That song's a little on the heavier side, Jay, but I picked it because I really want to be in some sort of Irish pub while these guys are playing and have that oi oi sing-along.
1: Yeah, these guys are fantastic. I love the Dropkick Murphys. This is a great song. It definitely has a very warm and positive feeling. Like you said, it's a little edgier than our normal fare, but this is a great tune, and you and I both grew up in in New England, and I love Boston, and this has got a very, you know, you can smell clam chowder and kind of mixed with Christmas in this
0: song, so great tune. Yeah, this is Oysters and Guinness to me. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Perfect. This is from the 2013 album Signed and Sealed in Blood. This video has 16 million views on YouTube, and that Holy was another cow. reason I picked it. I'm not sure we can call it obscure when it has 16 million views, but I wasn't aware of it, and, and I think the yardstick that you and I use for obscure is, would you hear this in normal rotation on a Sirius or a Christmas radio? And I think the answer is a firm no on that one. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think probably probably not, although these guys are, they have a lot of mainstream popularity. Uh, they they had a, a song in the Departed soundtrack years back, I'm um, shipping up the boston that was really popular uh and uh they all tessie which is like a a red Sox fenway park anthem is another uh, popular song check out the regular music they definitely as as kind of irish sounding niche bands there uh they have some mainstream crossover but i don't think you're going to hear this on the radio
0: no I, i kind of enjoyed the lyrics of the song it goes to that well of we love our family, but we also hate them at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean it, it's very real. It's very honest, and that's what I appreciated about it. Yeah, exactly. And I think you know what? There's a
1: sort of a modern sincerity in this that you don't see in rocking around, the, or here I should say, in rocking around the Christmas tree.
0: <laughs> yeah, sincerity is a great word. Yeah. Uh, a couple more notes: the Dropkick Murphys are an American Celtic punk band formed in Quincy, Massachusetts, in 1996. They have nine albums, and they have a tenth listed on Wikipedia as TBA for 2021. So stay tuned for that, I suppose. Nice. And uh, in reading their Wikipedia page, they seem to be heavily involved in social causes and supporting nonprofits. So that was another reason I wanted to include them today. I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah. Welcome to the family, Dropkick Murphys.
0: Yeah. I'm sure they listen to the show. They do. The next song today... I'm going to be honest, Jay, it's kind of a stinker. Mm. It's Too Fat for the Chimney by Teresa Brewer. Whoo! Shots fired.
2: He's too fat for the chimney. Too fat for the chimney. So open the door and let poor Santa Claus in. There's no room for his tummy. Please do something, Mommy without santa claus oh how can christmas begin i don't see how i'll get the presents i've been looking for i knew while sitting on his lap in that department store that he'd have troubles by chimney. he's too fat for the chimney so oh
0: In. That was "Too Fat for the Chimney" by Teresa Brewer. Jay, I'll be honest, I waffled on this one. I wasn't sure I wanted to include it, but I decided to anyway. What are your initial impressions?
1: I think fat-shaming Santa is not a way to earn your, you know, earn your way onto the place on the, on the nice list. It's a pretty
0: common trope in funny Christmas songs. I think so. We get it. This is from a 1953 single by Teresa Brewer. She's a very prolific artist. In fact, in my notes here I have, she was one of the most prolific and popular female singers of the 1950s Recording nearly 600 songs.
1: Yeah, I I just know, yeah, this I've, I'm on record saying this before. I don't I don't like the sound. You know the way that the, uh, her voice kind of resonates on this is not my thing. It's a little too cutie doll. But yeah, I don't know what That's do you exactly
0: why I was waffling on it. I have said in the past I don't enjoy kids singing by and large in songs with a few notable exceptions jay do you want to make a guess on how old she was when she recorded this song
1: i gotta guess you know probably a teenager a tween something like that
0: yeah my guess was 12 she was 22 that's what that's another reason i picked this because this does not sound like a 22 year old
1: yeah it's cringeworthy to, uh, uh, in that in that regard. And that's like you know when you hear that voice in this kind of like the, the rhythm of this song you expect Sort of a a, a sweet message or a nice message. And then she's ripping on Santa being too fat. And it's like, well, I feel like I was led astray here, you know?
0: It does have a quaint quality to it. And I think that's another reason I picked it. It feels like the funny songs I remember growing up in the early eighties.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: It, it, it does, but
1: it, it, it's got kind of like that. Uh, there are a lot of songs that sound like this from this time period yes, that we're all emulating the same sound.
0: Yeah. And I don't care for it. Right. I don't think this song is going to make either of our favorites today. One more note here. One of Elvis Presley's first singing appearances in 12th grade was performing a song of Teresa Brewers called till I waltz again with you. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, interesting connection, huh? Yeah, really. So why don't we put Teresa Brewer behind us? That was a, It was an interesting song. Uh, let, let's move on to something that you and I will probably mutually find a little more enjoyable. Yes. This is Gift Card by the Snake Oil Willie Band.
2: I don't see that much, but we keep in touch. You I got, got you a gift card. card. It was getting late, lost track of the date. I, I got, got you a gift card. card. I got you something fine, in the checkout line, I, I got, got you a gift card. You get your coffee free, on account of me, I got, I got you a gift, gift card. I've been working non-stop, and I hate to shop, I got, I got you a gift card. Wrapped in green and red, have something there of bread. I, I got you a gift card. Buddy, you're in luck, it's for 50 bucks. I got, got you a gift, gift card. Meet you right back here, same time next year. i give you a gift card.
0: That was Gift Card by the Snake Oil Willie Band. Jay, every time I hear it, I'm still chuckling.
1: Yeah, this is one of my my favorite uh, one of my favorites this week, and it, it's like, I think it strikes at the heart of you know something that we all know very well, which is being in that position of yeah, exactly what should I do
0: here at Walgreens? Yeah. Well, you can either get me a bag of sugar-free candy, or you can get me a gift card.
1: Yeah, I know. And it's like, I I have, you know, I have teenage kids who are both big time gamer, you know, PC gamers. And people ask me like, what do your kids want? I, my first answer is always like, don't buy anything for my kids. Everybody do something else with your money. And then my mom, you know, insists and I'm like, get them a steam gift card. That's all they want. Are you sure? I'm like, yeah, trust me. That Nothing. You can't buy anything real anymore.
0: <laughs> I, I felt like this was a, 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 to use your word from the last song. I felt like this was actually kind of sincere. The, the message is so yeah. true to form. It's I didn't, didn't know what to do. So I got you a gift card. It's the thought that counts kind of thing.
1: Yeah. This is a sign of the times. This is definitely a sign of the times. Yes. I got you a gift card.
0: I think this artist is the perfect embodiment of what this show is about. This is just a bunch of guys who like to sing. They are not signed. They don't have traditional albums. It's from a 2014 single. Okay. And I have here that the Snake Oil Willie Band was founded in 1995. They're from Sussex County in New Jersey. Yeah. I know the area well. They had a viral hit called I Don't Look Good Naked Anymore that has 23 million views on YouTube. You want to hear a clip? Yeah. No. Well,
2: good or naked anymore i'm a deep fried double white version of the man i was before if i keep on like i'm doing i won't fit through the door and i don't look good naked anymore
0: so that made me laugh the snake oil willy band Good musicians. Very funny. Yeah. They don't seem to take themselves too seriously, so I wanted to make sure we included them today.
1: Yeah, Sussex County, New Jersey, is is uh, northeast of New York City, a greater metro area, and right along 84, where um, you cross over from New York into Pennsylvania and New Jersey. All three meet in that spot, so I spent a lot of time going back and forth through there when I, when I lived out that way. So it's definitely a very beautiful part of the country. These guys, I'll have to check it out. Do they have any more music? besides this
0: they have a a few i said they had no albums that's not exactly accurate i meant they don't have any kind of record label that i can find that they're a part of
1: i might be wrong i probably like self-produced kind of deal
0: if their music video is any indication i believe they they filmed some scenes at walgreens and walmart without the permission of the store manager i just i have a feeling
1: yeah gorilla gorilla video marketing
0: (laughs) yeah i would totally recommend checking out the video in the show notes it's quite it's quite funny (laughs) I hope the Snake Oil and Willie band is our uh, avid listeners of the show. I'd love to. I'd love to meet them.
1: Yeah, awesome song, man. Really hilarious. That one I got to send over to the wife.
0: Cool. Next song today is "Santa's Stuck Up in the Chimney" by Paul Evans. It was the night
2: before Christmas, not a mouse was stirring, not a sound heard anywhere. Ah, but the silence was broken when these words were spoken. Santa's stuck up in the, in the chimney. We gotta push, mm. top, pull, mm. shut. There'll be no Christmas till we set him free. Last spring he started to diet. Through the summer he stuck by it. But his appetite was faded to end. Cause his wife started baking and Christmas candy making. Now look at the shape he's in.
0: We got That was Santa's Stuck Up in the Chimney by Paul Evans. Listeners can't see your face, Jay, but you're, you're making a face. Why don't you tell us what you thought? This is not the same, same
1: uh, uh, vein as Teresa uh, Brewer, I believe, from earlier yep. in that... You know, here we are fat. Sh- it's all around that Santa's too fat to be in the chimney thing. And, you know, I, I think it's I think the trope is a little bit to use a word from earlier overdone.
0: Do you think we've gone to the well too many times on this one?
1: I, I'm not going to blame us. I mean, I think I think what we are doing is shedding light on on something that happened or something that exists in this genre of music, which is Santa is a fat guy. He's a little yeah. overweight anyway. And, uh, and people have kind of run it into the ground.
0: Uh, we could have done an entire episode just on Santa is stuck in the chimney songs.
1: Yeah, it it seems like an obvious it it's a big problem, but I think we all know that there's a way that he magically solves this. So to me, I think if you're still <laughs> singing about Santa being stuck in a chimney, you're obviously you're you're not at the same level of Christmas enlightenment as some of the rest of us.
0: Yeah, Paul Evans was born in Queens in 1938. So what does that make him now? 82. 100 <laughs> close right really old i think <laughs> yeah this is from a 2007 single so uh, in in terms of being born in 1938 that's quite recent yeah i would say so absolutely evan's songs were performed by numerous performers including elvis presley jimmy dean and pat boone his most successful song was roses are red my love which was a number one hit for bobby vinton in the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. I don't know what year, but 50s or 60s, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, I think it would have been in the 60s. And Bobby Vinton was, you know, big, uh, extremely popular. So I had no idea, like, listening to this, that there would be a connection between the two. So this guy's, you know, uh, I didn't love the song, but that this guy is definitely pretty storied. I think it was Bobby Vinton was in, uh, in Goodfellas, I think, in...
0: I want to say... Oh, uh, was he the performer in the nightclub scene?
1: Yeah, I, th- I, 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 want, I think so. The one who sends in the bottle of champagne or something like that, I, I, I think. But um, I'll have to double-check
0: that. I'm sure one of our eagle-eared listeners will let us know on that one. I do not know the answer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the reason I picked this song, Jay, it, it was mostly forgettable. But I liked the part with the push shove, pull. Yeah, It felt like this would yeah. be a great one if it was performed by somebody like Dropkick Murphys because I want to be back in that Irish pub you know, because it feels like a, like kind of like a drinking song. Yeah. Where the crowd does the push, pull, shove thing. That would have been pretty funny. Yeah. I, I, I that part I did like. Let me make it more palatable to listeners with young children. It would be great for a piano bar. How there about that? There you go. There
1: you go. And I did um, take a look, Scott, very quickly here. It was Bobby Vinton in, in the story in Goodfellas in that scene in the nightclub. The person who played him was actually his son, Robert Vinton Jr. So that's kind of a cool thing that he got to play his dad in a movie, especially movie like Goodfellas that's you know iconic but different podcast
0: yeah that's really cool the next song today is a controversial one Jay okay let's play it and then we'll get into it this is the funniest Christmas song by the Moron Brothers okay I've got a little Christmas story I'm sorry
2: but it's sad it'll either break your heart too or make you scratch your head a few years ago on Christmas Eve, Santa was at our house. He must have been tired cause he laid down for a minute on our couch. He jumped up in a hurry, checked all his reindeer. Flew off into the darkness, they were scratching from ear to ear. It was the loudest Christmas we ever had, one we'll never forget. Scratching, and itch and combed our hair and we're not over it yet. Santa Claus don't come to our house anymore. Don't care if we're naughty or nice. We're the ones that gave Santa Claus and all his reindeer lice.
0: All right, Jay. That is the funniest Christmas song by the Moron Brothers. And I want to make a little point on the title of this song. The letters of Christ in Christmas are capitalized. Yeah. And I think that's Intentional. Usually when people do that, it's part of the Jesus is the reason for the season right. or keep Christ in Christmas. This is a song about giving Santa lice. So I don't think that gives you license to push the religious angle. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I would say that's that's inconsistent with the narrative they've presented for sure, that there would be a religious message in this song. Uh, I, I think you and I both took issue, Scott, with the title, The Funniest Christmas Song, and that it was sort of self-aggrandizing was the term that you used. However, I think that they... Call this the funniest Christmas song, but called themselves the Moron Brothers presents a certain amount of balance that I'm, I'm somehow, I, I can only respect. I don't know what else to say.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. This is a strange one, and I knew it was going to be a bit controversial. Yeah. So I think you'll be happy to know that I reached out to our chief criticism officer, Tony, ahead of time. Yes. I sent Tony the song and said, hey, we're going to talk about this, and we're probably going to rip into it a little bit. What are your thoughts? Here's his reply. These fellers get six out of ten jingle bells for lyrical effort, and quote: "You can proceed with making fun of these guys as long as you don't use any fancy city folk words." Yeah, you already said self-aggrandizing, so that probably is gonna torque off Tony in this. Oh no! Well, it's funny because I
1: feel like I'm I'm drawing an interesting parallel between my my work and this podcast, and that Tony is like, you know, it's a chief criticism officer, where Tony's really evolving into like compliance, and I work with people like Tony, where like you know, let's we have like an idea for something you want to do. And like, we need to call Tony in and Tony will keep us in, in between the guardrails on things. <laughs> so I feel like this is helpful.
0: Well, I'm happy to have Tony. Yeah. And uh, he has agreed to come on an episode after the holidays and awesome. Yeah. I'm going to pick the worst songs we can possibly find and make him try to come up with good sounding things about them. Very good. Very good. Yeah. The Moron Brothers, I cannot find any information on them. Their name is from their YouTube handle, which is The Moron Brothers KY, which I'm assuming is Kentucky. I did see that the brothers are Lardo and Burley. Mm. This is from a 2015 YouTube video. Like I said, I can't find much about them, but the way that I approached the show today, Jay, was I went into YouTube and typed funny Christmas songs and looked for playlists. Yeah. And obviously, the funniest Christmas song came up. And it came up over and over every time I did a search. This song would be in there, so I wanted to include it. I don't think it's a great song, but I think it's—I don't know—I don't have a word for it other than it's—it's it's interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I'm glad you included this. Like I said, this is not my particular uh, genre or, or or favorite type of humor, but I, I think it, it's a good—it's a good song, and I would definitely—I I appreciate the sage-like wisdom from Tony on this one. That this is—it's good that we engage compliance on this.
0: I guess we gave the Moron Brothers their due. It, it is a funny song. It and is, yeah. I've never heard another song about giving Santa lice. Yeah. So it's also very unique and original. Yeah, the one thing I
1: like about stuff like this too, like even if it's not your jam, you have to respect that these guys made this. It's really
0: well done. Yeah. All right. The last song today is the one you brought, Jay. This is Merry Christmas from the Family by Montgomery Gentry.
2: Put their motor home in They blew our Christmas lights Cousin David knew just what went wrong So we all waited out on our front lawn He threw the breaker and the lights came on And we sang "Sigh."
0: Merry Christmas from the family by the band Montgomery Gentry. This is from a 2000 single. I don't see this listed on an album. Jay, how did you find this?
1: Uh, you know, this song came up years ago. Actually, I, I heard it on a radio show that I used to listen to on the way back in, on the way to, on the way to work. And Montgomery Gentry, a great uh, country music duo. Uh, and I just absolutely fell in love with this song. This song is, was, you know, will always be my family. Like I am sure that it is for, you know, for these guys and for a lot of other people.
0: I'm I'm going to point out something Jay. You are a uh, kid from the suburbs of Connecticut. Yes. You, you were not born in a trailer and you were not a son of the soil. Yes, so I don't I know am. how you say it's your family.
1: Well, you know, I think it's the characteristics of like, you know, the go out and get cigarettes, the drinking, the the family member, the boyfriend that, um, you know, is different in some way. Uh, the aunt who's in you know AA. And again, you have to listen to the whole song. Uh, it's definitely got a, a country sort of twinge to it. And Scott this point, I grew up in the suburbs of New England, um, but 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 definitely like this feels very much like my family. Um, How about we
0: call it that the family is quirky? in the song and, and, and not the picture perfect Rockwellian family.
1: Yeah. You know what it is? Again, I think, and this is, you know, I don't think we did this. I'd love to say we did this by design, but I think this has a modern sincerity to it, that this is, you know, Merry Christmas from the family. It's not perfect. It's ugly. It's tacky. It's, you know, there are weird things that are, you know, that are not normal every year, but that's what normal is. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, now this is about a 4 minute song yeah. and we only play uh, a small chunk of it. So I had to make a choice about where I was going to start the clip. Yeah. There's about three full sets of uh, lyrics in this one. The first one, they're talking about the Mexican brother. I thought that was slightly offensive, although then they say they liked him because of the way he sang Feliz Navidad. Yeah. And it was a little bit of a different time. I mean, heck, it was 20 years ago. Yeah. And I was feeling some of uh, some some throwback to something that was very popular in the early 2000s and that was the whole like jeff foxworthy you might be a redneck yes, thing blue
1: collar comedy
0: and and that thing got run into the ground yes. back then yes I, it did <laughs> I, I wonder if the if if the ashes are completely put out now if we can now revisit it with fresh eyes at some point
1: um you know i'm glad you mentioned that that's that's a really good point and i think you know that this uh this song came out at the same, at the time, like about a year before my wife and I got married. So at that time I was getting intimately familiar with an extended family of in-laws, of future in-laws that I was about to marry into. And I lived closer to my wife's family. So I spent most of the holidays with my wife's Mm -hmm. family. So I got to meet a lot of people and see a lot of this thing and kind of be a fly on the wall in this song. It felt like, and including, you know, I have cousins and and family members who are married, you know, we're, we're, for those you who don't know us i'm a middle-aged white guy from connecticut you know and most of my family fits that profile too not white guys but you get the point anyway i have you know um i have cousins who have married you know um people of other races and nationalities and it's like when you have when somebody brings home somebody doesn't look like everybody else the first time at christmas it, it is it does create a different vibe in a good way you know don't get me wrong i don't know if I'm hopefully my message is coming through here but that's like that's life. You know, that's what it's
0: like. I think we appreciate it now, yeah. but 20, 30, 40 years ago, it was absolutely not. It sounds like an Archie Bunker skit. Yeah,
1: but that's the point. I now. think that's what they were trying to say. I mean, I think that's what M- M- Montgomery Gentry were trying to say is that, you know, we live in a place like everybody's had that Christmas where somebody brought home, a di- you know, somebody who was of a different nationality or ethnicity into the family. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, our, our, our melting pot just changed a little bit.
0: If we approach it from the point of view of appreciating the diversity, then I think it's great. Yes. Uh, If you consider it exclusionary, I don't like the message of that. I, I don't think that's what they were going for. In fact, a lot of this song is about... We like cigarettes and gin on Christmas, kind of thing, and this is us, and like take it or leave it, or you know something like that.
1: Yeah, I think what it says is that for some portion of America, Christmas is not a, a Martha Stewart hour long mm-hmm. special. Christmas is more like an episode of Roseanne. You know, and I, I don't yeah. mean a single on Roseanne, but that's what it, it's messy and it's dysfunctional and it's tacky and it is cigarettes and and diet right and not you know. Um,
0: Uh, champagne and caviar. (laughs) Yeah. Similar to the seasons upon us about, you know, look, look at, look at all these people in my family and, and the problems that I have with them. Yeah. Jay, a couple notes on this song. This song is a cover of a song by Robert Earl Keane.
1: I had no idea. I thought he covered them.
0: <laughs> uh, no, Robert Earl Keane is much, much older and po- possibly deceased. Okay. <laughs> Montgomery Gentry is an American country music duo founded by singers Eddie Montgomery and Troy Gentry, both natives of Kentucky. A lot of Kentucky on the playlist today.
1: Yeah, that's an accident.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of accident, in 2017, Gentry died in a helicopter crash in New Jersey where the duo was scheduled to perform that evening.
1: Yeah, really sad. Really tough break. Those guys are incredibly talented.
0: Kind of a Stevie Ray Vaughan thing there. Yeah, yeah. Despite Gentry's death, Montgomery continues to tour and publish under the Montgomery Gentry name, so the band lives on. And in total, including post-Gentry, uh, they have 11 albums, so prolific oh, wow. as well.
1: Yeah, the show must go on. Good for him. I I love this song. Again, it's a a staple.
0: It was a fun one, so thank you for bringing that today. The episode's going to be a little shorter today, Jay. That was our last song. We are going to do a special episode next week so that we have one more before Christmas because otherwise we'd have to say Merry Christmas to you right now and we don't want to do that. So now that we've gone through the playlist, Jay, what was your favorite song today?
1: I got to go back and I have to say that the dropkick Murphys and the season is upon us is probably my favorite of, of the episode absolute must add to the rotation.
0: Yep. And this is not a very scientific way to do favorites, but when you pick one, that's also the one that I had, I tend to go with my backup just, I don't know for variety. I probably would have picked the seasons upon us because I think the song is just great. Yeah. Uh, but because you picked it, I'm going to go with "Gift Card" by the Snake Oil Willie Band. That nice. one yes. actually Good. made me laugh out loud, and yeah. in, in a way that a lot of these other songs made me chuckle. That one made me laugh out loud.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely I, another uh, must add to the um, to the rotation. Um, and I think you know, you and I have very similar taste in music. This this is you know something that we know. So I'm I'm, I'm guessing you probably would have seen this coming that the season is upon us by the dropkick Murphys. That would be the one that I would probably.
0: Yeah. I kind of knew that was going to be it. And, uh, the seasons upon us is probably one that, and the, the one that you picked by uh, Montgomery Gentry, uh, are probably the best music musically
1: yeah i I used to I would make you know Montgomery the Merry Christmas from the family for a number of years until you know I ran it to the ground I would make a holiday you know slideshow or video thing every year of all the like all the Christmases that we went to and the different events and tie it together for the year and that song was always the backdrop. It's a great song for that
0: all right well that about wraps things up for today Jay any closing thoughts on funny Christmas songs there are plenty more that we could probably play but for variety's sake, it's going to be a while before we come up with a part two of this.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, I love it. Funny Christmas songs are the sorbet of your Christmas music playlist, so you need to sprinkle them in and in betwixt and between uh, main courses occasionally, so that you give people a chance to cleanse their palate before you dive mm. back into Tracy Chapman, you know, doing a uh, Holy Night or something like that.
0: Yeah, that's very true. It's also a very rich dessert and you can't have too much of it in your playlist. Exactly. Very well said. It goes the wrong direction. You know, speaking of playlist, Jay, we should probably make a gift for everybody. That is our official 2020 Jingle Jank playlist. We should probably publish that on YouTube. What do you think?
1: I think that's a noble and worthy pursuit. And I'm glad that you, you mentioned that. Let's do it.
0: Should, we'll we'll have that ready for next episode. Should we include songs that we did not cover?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think there's always a few honorable mentions, right?
0: I think so as well. Well, thank you, for everybody, for joining us today. If you want to get in touch with us, you can visit us at JingleJank.com. You can get our email address and the links to all our socials. Thank you to all the wonderful listeners who wrote in. Please continue to do so. We love hearing from you. We love hearing your suggestions. And until next time, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All music used in this episode is property of its respective copyright owner, and no infringement is intended. These clips were played under the expectation of fair use for purposes of education or commentary. You can find links to all the songs we played in the show notes. Please don't sue us. We don't make any money from this.